This is Debbie, and welcome to another brand new episode of The Offbeat Life, where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditched the norm to live their best life and become location independent. On this week's episode of The Offbeat Life is a family edition because I am interviewing my incredible cousin, Ken Faldonia. Have you guys ever wanted to learn how to make an impact while making lots of money and while you're traveling? Guys, I'm raising my hands right now because that's what I want to do as well. Well, my cousin Ken has done that because he is able to create a fulfilling lifestyle that allows him to help others while making money and traveling as a travel nurse. Like many of us, Ken was also confused about what he wanted to do, but all of this changed when he traveled to a developing country and realized his purpose to become a nurse. Being a travel nurse allowed Ken to combine all of his passions, which is helping others and traveling. Hey Ken, thanks so much for joining me today. Can you fill in the gaps of your story and how you're able to live a location-independent lifestyle? Hi, thanks for uh, having me today. Uh, yeah, so growing up, I was I didn't know what I wanted to do in life. I thought I wanted to become an interior architecture and design. I thought I wanted to become a doctor. Basically, even uh, open up my own coffee shop and become a barista or, or a baker. And so it was such a weird moment where I actually tried each and every single career option growing up and uh, I, I originally was going to settle down into becoming an interior architecture and designer and applied to Drexel University, got accepted and just needed to take a certain class. But they sort of changed when I traveled with family to go to a developing nation. And that's when I saw the, hard, the economic hardship that everyone's facing. And it kind of made me think, about my lifestyle and my ambition. And when I was in undergrad, originally I was also taking some science courses. So I already have enough credits to take to go back into the medical field. However, I didn't want to, do, I didn't want to become just a doctor who would just go in now. And, and no offense to doctors, they're all great and whatnot, but I wanted to be more by the bedside instead. And so... It was, a, it was a difficult decision for me to, to choose nursing. And so when I finally submitted myself to do nursing, I went to, I moved to Boston because I'm originally from New York City. And I actually uh, went to nursing school there. And after that, I got a job. And with loans piling up, I thought I needed to do something other than staying in one place and you know, I, one of the things that the reason why I become became a nurse was to do a lot of medical mission trip. And I started doing that the moment I graduated. And the first time I went, I went to South Africa. And this year, actually, I went to Cambodia. And I definitely enjoyed the traveling lifestyle uh, of helping out people all over the world internationally that I thought that I was going to get choked when I start to, when I need to start paying for my loans. But luckily, I found uh, an another way for me to pay loans, for me to continue traveling, and actually gave an additional 
means for me to travel more, not just internationally, but domestically all over the country. And so I decided to go for travel nursing, and uh, which helps me pay off my loans and helps me continue to go everywhere uh, internationally. And I also get to explore different places of the country. That's amazing, Ken. So Ken and I are, um, as I said before, we're cousins. So I saw you through all of these struggles that you faced. Like me, like all of us when we're young, we don't know what we're doing. So there's a lot of back and forth. And it's amazing to see you grow into this incredible man and to really realize what you are supposed to do and your purpose. So for, for those of our listeners who are interested in something like this, what were the first steps that you took in order to become a traveling nurse? So the first step into traveling nurse lifestyle, I guess, is uh, you need a few experience under your belt before you can start traveling as a nurse. Uh, you don't want to graduate out of nursing school and become a traveling nurse right away because Having without no experience as a nurse and then you start traveling is going to be daunting. Most of the assignment that you get would only be three months in between. And um, you would only have like three days of orientation. So I would definitely recommend getting experience at least one year as a, as a nurse before going into this field. Then once you get the one year experience or at least two, um, the next thing you have to do is research a lot about what it takes to become a traveling nurse and there's a lot of websites out there that you can uh that you can google you can go to uh one of them is you know gypsynursing.com or something like that and um you know they tell you the ins and out of what it takes to become a traveling nurse is mind you not everyone can become a traveling nurse because you have to be you have to quickly adapt to certain situations and you also have to be willing to go to places that you've never even heard of uh, to start out. Not everyone's going to get their dream traveling assignment of Hawaii on their first assignment. It takes a lot of years and experience to go to your one of those popular destinations as well. Um, so you have to be open to that. Uh and so I think it's experience as a nurse first. Then once you feel that you have enough experience and the confidence to become uh, as a nurse, then I would suggest to do suggest going into uh, then you then I suggest that you can start traveling as a nurse. And there's a lot of companies that would uh, be willing to hire you uh, as a traveling nurse. And there's multiple companies. I love that you told us exactly the time span that you're able to stay in each of these places. Once you finish in these locations and you finish your your job there for three months, where do you go? Does your agency give you a new job or do you have to go look for it yourself? Most of the contracts are three months. Then within the second month that you're in, in your assignment, they would start contacting you, say, if you want to extend your contract where you're at, if you enjoy the place, or if you want to go to a new location. So I started September. So by around October, end of October, early November, they would start calling me, contacting me again, uh, asking me if I want to if I want to 
go to another location. And if I do want to go to another location, then the process starts all over again. So, you know, we're going to sign up, look my uh, recruiter uh, and certain companies would start looking for places that I want to go. So say, so for the next assignment, I said, I'd want to be in California or I'd want to be in Wyoming. And so we would start the process of um, filling out paperwork and filling out license endorsements for those new, uh, for those state locations. Because not your, all of your license are attached to one state only. And then so for other, if you want to go to a different state, then you need to start a license endorsement process again. So if you don't have a license in that specific state, how do you do it? Does your agency do that for you? Do you have to do it? And how long does that take? Each state has different timeframes on how long you can acquire those licenses. So if you want to be in Hawaii, uh, no, if you want to be in California, now that takes about 60, 68 months to get approved. Therefore, I would suggest that if your end, if one of your goals is to go to Hawaii, I would start applying now, know, and know that within one assignment to two assignments, you'll eventually get there. Uh, but there are certain companies that set, that states that they're able to expedite that license, and it's up to you if you want if you want to take that gamble or not. You know, you don't want to move there and then find out that your license hasn't been approved yet. Then, therefore, you just wasted some sort of financial. Um, income in that but certain states are walkthrough states like the state of West Virginia so uh, I actually signed up for this assignment two weeks before my assignment started and I was able to get my assignment right away Uh, and so again with this type there's a lot of research involved but your company that you're going to be working for will help you navigate through this as to which state is faster to acquire a license and which state's a little bit longer That's awesome. I love all of that information that you just gave us, Ken. Thank you so much. That's going to help a lot of people. Now, can you give me more information and how you create income from this career, such as what people can expect as their starting salary and what's included in your contract as a traveling nurse and what's not? Does your company pay for places for you to live in? Do they pay for food? How does that work? Being a traveling nurse, you do get a lot of perks and benefits from it. First and foremost, you get paid more than, than the people that actually work in the hospital. But it also depends on the state that you're going to. There are a few top paying state as a nurse, and there's also worst paying state as a nurse. So, for example, working as a traveling nurse in California, you get paid more versus working as a nurse in Nebraska. Because you know, just the living expenses and in general, like just the income tax and whatnot. But in terms of the package deals that you receive from the companies that you'd be working for, it all it all depends on who you're working with and also the experience that you have. The higher the experience you have, the more certain companies will pay will pay you as well. And so a lot of the companies that says that they have free housing um, meal stipends, housing stipends, um, traveling stipends. They'll reimburse you for the licenses that you that you've acquired to work in that certain hospital. Um, traveling 
from your location to the destination location, they'll pay for that as well, which is a lot of the perks uh, in a way. But uh, like my economic teacher told me once, there's no such thing as free lunch, right? Um, so what ended up happening is that whenever you start working for a hospital, they pay you an extravagant amount of money and it goes into the company that you work for. Now that company breaks it down for you in terms of how much you make per week. Um, so every week, certain companies pay, certain companies actually pay a weekly. So the current company I work with pays me every week. And in that package, uh, I get a meal stipend and how much, and the work that I work with as well. So you, if you take the option of housing from that company, which they say it's free housing, what they end up doing is they, they don't give you housing stipend because you don't need it. Now, I actually do suggest that whoever is going to start traveling nursing on their first go, I would suggest to take the company housing first, just so that you would know how it is working as a traveling nurse, because there's so many paperwork that you have to deal with. And the less paperwork that you have to deal with, the better it is for you to get acclimated to this new lifestyle. Now, after you have one assignment done, then you can start taking the housing stipend. So therefore, you'll be able to pocket in more money. That makes a lot of sense because if you're living in New York City, obviously you're not going to make less than somebody that lives in Nebraska, as you said. So that definitely makes a lot of sense. And it's really good to know that tip that you just gave us on taking the the package first so you know and understand all of the paperwork, which is which would be really helpful. You're traveling a lot and you're going from one state to the next. And then when you have the time, you also travel around the world. You do all of these things and I'm sure it takes a lot of toll on you. How do you deal with with burnout? So, yeah, I do travel from one state to the other. And then after that, in between some of the assignments, I do go to another. I do go to other countries, like you mentioned, to uh, help out. Um, But. Between each assignment, I decided to take one month off. And um, and in between those months, I either go to a different country and help out or actually just have just relax and take time for myself. And so what I've decided for this next few years that I'll do is I'll only take one international medical mission trip assignment instead And then, so that means that leaves me with two months in between with nothing to do. And what I'll be doing on those months is actually just travel and and learn to relax. Um, Learn to relax and just take all everything in that what I've done so far in life and just enjoy enjoy the moments. And usually in this in my assignments, there's a lot of downtime anyway because you only work, I guess, thirty two hours a week and if you do 12 hour shifts you have you only work for three days and for four days you just get to hang out and relax as well and so one of the many perks of nursing that sounds like a really incredible lifestyle you know we think about nursing and we think about the nurses that we see in the hospitals who are always haggard and really tired and all of these things that we see on television but I don't know if that many people really know that there are traveling nurses out there. So all of this information is 
pretty amazing, Kan. So thank you so much. You're working for a living, but you're also enjoying. So I love the way that you're able to balance your work life and your personal life together, which is incredible to do. But when you're living away and you're on these new places, you're in these new places and you meet the new people and you're away from your loved ones, how do you deal with loneliness? Ah, the loneliness question. I was waiting for this. <laughs> so it takes a certain person to become a traveling nurse, first and foremost. If you're a very introverted person, I'll say good luck. Um It's really hard because you're always going to be traveling. You're always going to be on the move and you're always going to be meeting new, new people. And so you have to be sort of, you have to put yourself out there all the time. Um, the moment I stepped in here in, you know, in my new workspace, I was first, my first and foremost focus was make sure I know how to work with the hospital system. After that's done within, which is like one or two days because of orientation, I started to get to meet people at the hospital and, you know, hang out with them and joke with them around and, and just be myself. I actually just try to be myself. And um, they gave me a lot of tips. They told me where to go and where, where place to go to. And they invited me to some of their own hangouts as well. And another tip is I also ha hang out with other traveler nurses. So usually with orientation, um, In certain hospitals, they all group all of you at once because they hire a lot of travelers. And during those times, you meet other travelers when you're like working on the computers and they're, you know, teaching you those certain orientations. Um, during those times, I would suggest exchanging phone numbers with other with other um, traveling nurses because, you know, they don't know people also in the area. And so people that don't know other people. And then, but you've met each other, like everyone's just willing to hang out and have that social interaction. Um, and so while I was here, I exchanged a lot of phone numbers with other traveler nurses. We've gone hiking and um, played golf <laughs> here as well. And so that's one of the best ways to meet new people while you're in a, in a different state. But at the same time, you have all these loved ones and all these um, friendship that you built growing up and... What I've done is I try to keep in contact with them as much as I can. And I know they're busy and you're also busy. I mean, I'm busy as well. And so what I try to do is I try to contact them at least once or twice, you know, a month. And um, through phone conversations and whatnot. And being guys, I guess, we have the stigma for not very not being talkative on the phone and that is kind of true so usually when i call my bud my friends we would just have like these five to ten minute conversation of what we're doing which is actually just sufficient enough it just also kind of like minimizes the feeling of loneliness knowing that some of your you know knowing that your friends are also just another phone call away and You know, that's the wonder of technology, right? That's a great way to not have that much loneliness when you're away and really making new friends. If you are wanting to get into this type of lifestyle, I mean, if you've traveled on your own solo, you kind of have a little glimpse of what that's going to be like. And if you do not like that, this might not be the right uh, way for you to, to make a living. And any living is in a, a location independent person anyways, unless you're staying in one spot for a really long period of time. 
time. But but Ken stays for with each place for about three months or so. And then he goes to a different different area, which for you, it works really well. So right now, when you're living in all of these different places and you're traveling, what has been the biggest struggle that you have faced or are facing right now as a traveling nurse? Hmm, that's a good one. What have I been facing right now? I guess it's it's it all comes down to social human interaction, right? I, so basically, the loneliness aspect. A lot of my friends said, even my old coworkers, they said, "Oh, but you're so extroverted. You know, you'll be fine. You'll make new friends." Yes, that is true. But you always have to put a lot of effort into that. It does just doesn't come naturally like that. And so, for me doing that first text or phone call saying hey guys met with like who's free to hang out and not everyone's gonna be free to hang out because they might have you know they might be working at that time or they're just busy and so in that case you also have to be comfortable just being by yourself so always meeting new people is a, a top priority just to have a social interaction and keeping up with friends that you've already have. Um, the next biggest struggle, I think, is just leaving. So after working here, after working in a few months, you know, you get to develop some really great relationships with your coworkers, with other travelers that you've met along the way, just the people that you've encountered. And it, it, it's it's hard to leave a place when you've given, when you've, created some great relationships as well and so um as my assignment's about to end a lot of my co-workers are already expressing um gratitude for me working with them but also was hoping that I would have extended or stayed a little bit longer and so that's just a little bit of a heartbreak like a heartbreaking moment it must be really heartbreaking to do that because you form these bonds and these friendships with all of these different types of people and you have created all of these friendships and then to leave it and then to start all over again and have that heartbreak again when you leave that uh, another place. So that's really tough. But like you said, you just have to deal with it and you just keep going on and on. If you can give yourself one advice before you found your location-independent job, what would it be? I would say is, is that you build a great relationship with the people back home before you start leaving uh, because they're going to be your biggest support system while you're traveling. Uh because you'll meet people while you're traveling and they can give you advice. They can help you along the way and everything. But nothing beats old, you know, long lasting friendships and family in the long run. They've known you for a long time. I would never suggest to stop talking to them while you're living your own life because they're going to be the most important asset in your life. Because in the long run, there's, you're, I don't think, I'll be, I'm not going to be doing traveling nurses forever. Eventually, I'm going to like settle down and whatnot. And it'd be great to go back home where my friends and family are and can pick up where we left off as, as since I've been, you know, keeping tabs with everyone as well. 
Yeah, you're right. Everyone's lives are always so busy, but it's so important to take that time to to keep your connections and keep your relationships going because these people are the ones that have been with you throughout all of these struggles and hardships that you had. And it's always great to have that and to keep that for forever, you know? If you can give an advice to somebody who's still struggling to really find their purpose in their life like you did when before you realized you wanted to be a traveling nurse, what advice would that be? If you have a general idea of what you want to be, I would suggest to just go for it. If you feel like you're old or that it's too late, I would leave you with the quote that says, it's never too late to be what you could have been, which is by George Eliot. And I thought before I started doing traveling nursing, I thought that it was, it's too late. But I was so happy that I've, I've read that quote and I'm and I went for it and I'm actually now enjoying my lifestyle. And so every time I think of maybe I could do this or that, I, I always am open to the possibility of doing it. And so for, for everyone else, like it's never too late to be what you could have been. And I would suggest that if you have a dream or a vision, I would research, I would research about it and then go for it. That is a perfect advice, Ken. And I love that quote. That's really amazing. And for you to have found that, that must have been at the right time when you needed to to really see that in order to do what you want to do with your life. Thank you for that, cuz. That was awesome. (laughs) Do you have any recommendations for our listeners if they also want to try to do travel nursing any resources, any websites that you would recommend for them to go to? Oh, yeah. So websites-wise, um, I would go for, for resources or information on how to start travel as a travel uh, travel nursing and um, what it's like for payments and whatnot because it's, it's a jungle. I would go for gypsynursing.com. They're pretty great. A lot of information and whatnot. Uh, in terms of traveling companies, I would have to give a pl- shout out to Arius Medical. They've been there with me since I graduated and they've been very, very helpful. And I would also suggest um, Aya Healthcare as well and American Mobile. I work with three companies. <laughs> That's wonderful. I mean, it's always good to have all of those options, right? Just in case you, you're not too happy with one, you go to another. <laughs> So what is it about your job that is really, really exciting you? The thing that excites me about my job is, you. I mean, I can give you the typical cliche answer of really helping the people um, and whatnot. And so that's true. You get to help the people that, you, that you're going to be encountering as a nurse. And so I enjoy the, the traveling aspect of it as a traveling nurse. I enjoy sort of, I also enjoy helping, actually do enjoy helping the people there because they all have all these questions and whatnot. And um, the doctors are not always there uh, to always answer these questions or to give them comfort. And so comforting them through knowledge is really cool in a way. So the moment you walk in there and you tell them, 
hey, so you have this diagnosis, but this is the plan that the doctor wants to do, and I'll be there along the way to help you, is very rewarding. And the pay also doesn't really, you know, the pay is also great. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I love the fact that you're able to help people, right? And also travel. So that's a really, that's a really great way of creating this career where you're making an impact wherever you're going and also doing something that you really love to do, which is traveling. So you found this thing, this purpose in your life where you were able to combine the things that you love to do the most in your life and actually do it. So that's incredible. Oh, yeah, there's there's always a way. Yeah, exactly. There's always a way. So before we say goodbye to you, I wanted to ask you a question from one of our listeners, Ashley and Carolyn of at Lazy Travelers from Instagram, who asks, how are you able to manage your time productively, but still enjoy the current location you're in? My working schedule is, even though I work at nights currently uh, for 32 hours, I only work for three days, which is... Not that bad. And then four days I'm off. But then usually I would take off one day because that one day is designated to just sleeping. And you really need to take that one day off to sleep because your body's just exhausted after working 12 hours a night. But once that's done, what I do, you know, you just, you know, call the other traveling nurses, call the friends that you made in this town, ask them what's a great place to go to. And, you know, enjoy that, enjoy that, and then enjoy the uh, suggestions and the hangout with the peers that you created, uh, that you that you formed here. And um, so I've managed it through make sure that I sleep and I make sure that I, you know, that you're healthy. So I, I make sure that you go to the gym if you want, if you like going to the gym and then hang out with the people that you hear. And I don't know, it's, it's. It's not a bad lifestyle, I guess. It's three days of work, four days off. I, you can definitely, ma- it's pretty manageable in my opinion. You definitely got the right lifestyle. You went for it and now you have it. And all of the information that you just gave us, hopefully it will charge somebody or it would give motivation to somebody who was thinking of doing something like this or didn't even know if they're a nurse that they can be traveling nurses so thank you so much ken for giving us all of this incredible knowledge if our listeners want to know more about you and your incredible journey where can they find you via social media or if you have a website i do have an instagram that i go to i think it's uh, KPD travels and I just post photos there where I'm at um, wherever I travel and so I'm a lot of it's funny because a lot of my friends uh, text me about what what it what it's like to be a traveling nurses and how to become a traveling nurses and I I'm willing to, I've been giving them advice as much as I can and so if you guys need to ask me more questions about traveling nurses and I could be more informative um just just message me through my instagram account and i will definitely be answering because i'm i'm i don't i don't sleep at night because i'm working at night (laughs) (laughs) awesome thank you so much ken for speaking with me today and i can't wait to share this knowledge with everybody and i can't wait to see you for the holidays (laughs) okay thank you guys 
Thanks for having me. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Ken. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get killer resources and so much more. Thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode of The Offbeat Life. I wanted to wish you all a very happy Thanksgiving from my family to yours. I will talk to you all next week. Bye, everybody. One of the best things about having an offbeat life is being able to work from anywhere. But with all of my crazy schedule, it's hard for me to find the best deals on flights and where to stay. But Skyscanner has helped me through that. If you visit offbeatflight.com, again that's offbeatflight.com, you'll also find those killer deals.